0: all right guys well this is episode 60 something with kyle Selly. uh this dude i wanted him on. i found him on bumble biz as i've been finding some of my guests lately and uh his kind of bio was saying like he does firework art fireworks art something like that and i was like what in the heck is fireworks art if i told you like what do you think fireworks art is i had all different ideas um but I wanted to know for sure what exactly it was, and so he came on the podcast and told me, and we got some other really good stories. Hey, you guys have to listen to this whole thing. I don't think I want to spoil too much, but if you hang out for at least what was it, forty-five minutes, maybe an hour, there we get some. It gets good. Um, check him out. I'll tag him. Follow him. His art is amazing it's really interesting it's cool it's unique he's a really smart guy a fun dude and i was i was just lucky to have him on here uh, i hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh, don't forget to follow like subscribe all that stuff you're supposed to ask for uh that's it here we go uh, episode 60 I should look it up what are we at 64 65 Eh, yeah, what does it matter? You guys don't care what number it is. Here we go. Uh, boom, schlock, boom. I have to say that too, right? I don't Welcome to the Inner Talk
1: Podcast. will no topic is off limits. Now
2: here's your host, my daddy, and Royda Soul. Oh, wait, one more thing for me. Thank you for coming to the Inner
1: po- Podcast.
0: Zoom Zoom. That's how I get, like, probably 95% of my guests. Really? Are through Instagram.
2: How, you just follow them and they follow you and then...
0: Sometimes I don't even follow them. Well, yeah, I'll, yes, I will follow them so I can message them. And I'll just, you just slide in them DMs. Really? And huh. be like, hey, what's up? I like your shit. Come check my stuff out. Would you like to be on a podcast type thing?
2: Right, yeah. And that's Most of the time. Like, who really says no to that, you know? Like... I heard that and I was like, fuck yeah, even if even if I don't get anything out of it, I can tell people like, hey, I was on a podcast, you know, like all I got to do is come in here and talk bullshit. It's pretty mm-hmm. easy.
0: Right. Um, You'd be surprised. Some people say no.
2: Really? Uh uh-huh. huh. Huh. Some is people surprising.
0: say no. Even like people I just I won't we can go ahead and just start this bad boy now. Really? Yeah, sure. Um, there I won't mention her Instagram name or anything but uh she she has a a cheese uh kansas city based instagram page and a lot of it has to do with cheese
2: it's interesting
0: which is a lot i mean if you think about it there's there's a niche for every little there's like little chocolate i'm sure there's like mm-hmm. chocolatiers like that just have a chocolate posts in kansas city i, yeah. I haven't looked but i imagine if you can think of a little subjects. so there's like there's a couple cheese ones i think people yeah. love cheese Oh, i'm man. sure i'm sure there's plenty people dig on some cheese there's
2: probably some underground cheese world of like <laughs> people that all know each other yeah you know it's probably just like the art scene of like, yeah you know, there's 50 people that are all really into cheese and <sighs> right there's it's know. a
0: connoisseur type you know uh, i don't know but then there's also the whole let's go to a fair and get some fried cheese on everything yeah but no so i sent i was checking her out i was like hey you want to come talk, you know, educate me on cheese because I don't know. About, I don't know.
2: I like to eat. Who really does know about cheese? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that'd be kind of cool. Few. I mean, uh-huh. that's all my
0: podcast is—is is mainly it's just my selfish avenue of getting people on here that I want to talk to and what I want to learn about. Yeah, I but honestly, about some cheese.
2: <laughs> most people, though, right, are like someone interesting, like like you said, like someone that's in like a niche like yeah. that. Most people are interested in that. You know, at least half of them, like half the yeah. stuff you're interested in, most people would probably be interested in.
0: Yeah, and if not, well, they're just not going to listen to me. Right. (laughs) It's fine with me. Um, But, yeah, so I sent her an invite, and uh, they respectfully and politely declined just because they don't like being on camera or they don't like being, I don't know. They don't like being in the spotlight, but they have a whole, eh. Then I've had a couple people that have, like, big-leagued me, thought they were, I don't know, too big for me, I guess, which, I mean, sure. Who am I? yeah but they kind of do it in kind of like a shitty way, yeah, and then I've had a couple people that s- would say they would and then they would back out last minute, mm-hmm. something would come up right and I'd be like, all right well, uh I'm one I'm particularly thinking of is a really this would have been one of my bigger guests, like as far as numbers wise mm-hmm. I don't really care about that. I'll have people on with like no followers. It's uh-huh. not about that really, but I mean, you do want to get some people with huge followers because I'm curious right Especially. and he's like yeah I'll, he's he was doing it. we had it set up in the books for like a month and a half ready to go and then the day of i'm like bro it's getting pretty close haven't heard from you are You showing up he's like oh yeah uh uh my car broke down yeah blah 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 i was like all right well luckily i have a few on um, back
2: order you know, you know that are in the can because you want to post one every week is that how you do yeah it? yeah yeah uh-huh.
0: and so i was like no all right that's cool when can we reschedule like not letting him get out of it, it's just and then he just ghosted me.
2: Uh, yeah, his car didn't break down, man. There's
0: no, no, of course there. not, of oh, course yeah, not. And I still see, you know, I see because he is a big named Kansas City influencer, quote unquote. So you still see him around. I'm like, yeah, that dude ain't gonna. If he's gonna treat people like that, that ain't right. So whatever. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I could see it a little bit, you know. Yeah, like I think it-
0: his name was Cossum J. Hardaway. I'm not naming him out. I'm not calling him out or anything. <laughs> I think his name was Cossum.
2: Yeah, I but, like, I, I mean, it's shitty to cancel on you like that, but I could see, like, if you're really busy and you don't know if you're going to get anything out of it and you're, like, you know, really successful in your career that maybe you're, like, ah, man, sorry, you know, I don't know. But that is, that's definitely, it's not cool to make plans and then cancel. That's fucked up. Yeah, like, you're wasting do people's
0: that. time because if you, I've, I've had plenty of people just respectfully decline. I'm like, cool. Right. I, that's per, I don't care. I don't take offense to it.
2: But the lying aspect of it, too, is, like, that's Well, then you're
0: wasting my time, because if you say no right mm -hmm. away, good. Thank you for not wasting my time. Mm -hmm. I still like you and still will follow you and still whatever. I don't take offense to it, but now I can find somebody else to, to, to fill that time
2: slot. But canceling the day of... And even if you cancel the day of, like, just keep it real, man. Like, lying like that is so, like... And then if you ghost afterwards, it's, like, obviously... He knows that you know that he lied. Yeah. You know? well, it's
0: not hard to figure out yeah. when someone blatantly lies like that.
2: Yeah. So are we podcasting right now? Are we uh, yeah,
0: we've been going. Oh, okay, cool. This is how we do it. I, I think sure. we sound good. I think your mic levels are about right.
2: Yeah, is it like close enough to my face? Get oh, it, yeah, you can yeah. do whatever
0: you want. Get as close as you want.
2: Okay. It feels like too close, but I, I think that's how it's supposed to be, right? Is I get right up on it. Yeah. I, right? used
0: to, I used to be real right up on it. Really? But
2: now I'm just like a couple... It feels awkward. I guess if you do it every weekend, you're pretty like yeah.
0: It just sounds good. You get that sweet spot, and you don't yeah. have to talk real loud. I don't know. It's everybody's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It does make it do it, like from right here
2: to right here. You're mm-hmm. not moving your head very far, but it, it changes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a sensitive mic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so we just randomly started talking. You, uh, your name's Kyle. Correct? My name's Kyle. Kyle Sully. I found you on Bumble Biz. Which I found a couple At uh, the Mensa check I got off Bumblebee Oh did you? Cool
2: yeah. yeah I honestly like Everyone that I've met on there I just swipe right on everyone Because I'm like oh, Maybe they'll want to buy some art You know like I figure a lot of people do that Yeah And I match with almost everyone That I swipe with Because most of them are like Networkers Yeah and, and, even if, and even
0: if you don't Yeah and even if you guys match up You don't have to talk
2: to each other Or Right Just Bumble. And I think most of them are kind of like more, uh, they do, you know, whatever kind of like normal job that when I'm on there as an artist, I think that a lot of people, there's not a ton of artists on there. So I feel like people are more likely to be like, well, that's a little different than, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever analyst or, you know, business person that is your run of the mill people on there. So, but honestly, like squares
0: and basic bitches,
2: (laughs) just normal people. And I mean, I'm not an abnormal person. I just have like a thing that i do that it's not like i'm a full-time artist that's just not yet uh, not yet hopefully soon that that that's the goal Mm -hmm. if i could just make a decent living as a full-time artist man like i've made it how would you
0: do that what what, in your vision what would that mean to you like what would you be doing as a paid full-time artist that you could live live like what would that be to you
2: well i know a few people who are doing it Mm -hmm. um in kansas city nice and um i got lunch with one of them not that long ago like a few weeks ago and um a lot of it is just knowing the right people and knowing bigger businesses that like for instance there's you know interior design firms that they're looking for art for maybe someone just built a new hotel you know okay and so they need maybe they have like four artists that are going to be in this hotel and they want to hire you to make like 50 pieces you okay. know at like five hundred dollars a piece so you get half of that up front and that's enough yeah that's enough for you to just quit your job for a couple months and just make art and then cool and then you just keep that going okay that always coming in the pipeline right you know to where you're never more than a week out of work and so you just kind of always have my at least that's that's how i've seen other people do it that's kind of the business model
0: is that what you would want to do is that your model you would kind of like to have
2: I don't give a shit how I do it as long as I, <laughs> as long as I'm doing it. Right. As long as that's, if I could, yeah, just, just be making art, and that's pretty much all I do, you know, other than maybe if I had, like, a couple other side gigs here and there. But if I made 75% of my income off of art, that's, I'd be good after that.
0: Okay, art's a pretty vague word. A lot of things can consist of art. Yeah. What is, like, when you're saying you make art, like... Visual art. Yeah, like, so what kind of... Even then, you can even be, I mean, visual art can be pretty broad as well. Like, narrow it down. Like, when people, when you say I'm an artist and I do visual art, what exactly, I mean, are you painting, like, Bob Ross style? Are you taking photographs and, you know, like, photographs? I
2: have. Like, I'm, I don't like drawing or painting. Everything else, though, I've done, and I enjoy it. And I I'm, I'm guess I'm like formally trained in ceramics Was my first love I did that oh, in see, high ceramics, school ceramics That's
0: an art I didn't think about that mm-hmm. Beautiful
2: Yeah I did a lot of pottery yeah. I didn't even know that I liked art Until I was about 16 And I was in high school and I just fell in love with that, and everyone was pressuring me to go to college, and I did terrible. I hated high school. I still look back in high school. It's dumb. I do, too. Yeah. like A lot it,
0: of people reminisce. I'm like, you guys are forgetting how awful it really was. I
2: actually, I I enjoyed everything, but I enjoyed that time in my life very much, but high school itself, the actual school part That's what was I'm stupid. saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was bullshit. The school part
0: was awful. Yeah. Oh, especially for an active-minded dude.
2: Yeah. And I feel like it failed me, man, because- I I like to learn you know I graduated from a private arts like a good art school with a great grades and stuff you know like I'm good at school but I hated high school and it made me right. think that I sucked at school it made uh, me think I didn't like to learn it made me think I wasn't smart
0: it certainly tailored tor- towards a certain type of person a yeah. certain type of thinker
2: well, I'm very like rebellious too so when someone says right. like you need to learn this, and I'm like, no, I don't like this. Is yeah. dumb. They're, and they're like, you have to do it. I immediately I feel, yeah. just like, fuck uh, yeah. you. I know. You
0: know? I'm, I'm unfortunately the same way. I think it's, it's, I don't think it's unfortunate. It's for it's good. it's a double edged sword. It's mm. fortunate. It's unfortunate because it yeah, can get you fair. into a lot of trouble. I mean, it's gotten me into me too. Just unnecessary. I'm not even saying trouble like law or trouble with school or anything like that. I just you know, life trouble. Yeah. You know, you get that anti-authority, fuck you mentality. It can
2: I had that. You know, for it, many can get, years. it can
0: it can always it can it it has a tendency to fire fire back on you. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And,
2: yeah, I, it got me in some trouble with the law for a little while. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I was uh, I was in high school. I decided to go to college for that, and I went to Johnson County Community College. And I didn't really take it seriously. I was dating a girl at the time that really wanted me to go. My parents really wanted me to go, and mm-hmm. I was kind of just like, "Fine, I'll go to community college. It's gonna cost me three hundred bucks. I'm gonna have to pay back, but whatever. I'll go to fucking college." Right. And I took like philosophy, psychology, and ceramics, and I loved all of them. And I yeah, got cool. all A's. And nice. I was like, "Holy shit! I guess I like college. Like high school is dumb." Right. And I I fucked around in junior college, but I made a lot of really good art. I didn't do. I did okay in school. I got my associate's degree. And then I got more serious once I once I went to the art institute and I went into the sculpture department because I'd taken some sculpture classes too at JCCC.
0: For that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun to be good at.
2: Yeah. Well, I did I did a lot of classic sculpture at JCCC, but once I started I started at KCAI, Our first assignment was to make a drawing with an unusual canvas or drawing instrument, and so I did this series, uh, and I used fireworks for all of them. And they all turned out really terrible, except for one was like, I saw like, I mean, it was like a test piece, but I just saw like there was something there and I just ran with that. And I've pretty much been doing that since. Fireworks? Yeah. I use fireworks for all of my, I, I did a, I studied abroad in Australia for a semester. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't really, the fireworks are super illegal there, but other than that, I've pretty much used fireworks for all of my artwork since then. I've got like several different methods now.
0: What does that mean, fire? Like, so a couple people have asked me who I'm having as my guest. And I said, I don't know. He, I said Basically, I said he does some kind of artwork with fireworks. Mm-hmm. And when I said it out loud, I was like, but I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain. I go, I guess he just maybe takes pictures of fireworks and then puts them as visual art on a wall or something. I go, I don't know. I go, he's going to have to explain it, so. I've got what, a lot should, of, what should I tell people? What do you tell people? Hey, what what is firework art?
2: You know, I think that's part of what I like about it is that the process is so interesting. Like I videotape the process of it, and that's almost an art in itself. You know, that's the first thing that draws people in is watching me do it. Um, but I have a lot of different methods. I mean, I take pictures of them um, and overlay them, like in Photoshop. I've done digital imagery that way. I blow up ceramics, um, and it make, creates kind of a – I mean, can you pull it up on the computer? I can show you some of them. I use, like, smoke bombs and stuff. to yeah, make a lot of colorful, me, uh- vibrant stuff. If you, like – if you go to my website, I have pretty much all of it there. Because sometimes it can be uh, – it can be difficult to explain it, really, with that, like – it would take me five minutes to explain it. It would take 30 seconds to just show you.
0: Well, it's a podcast. Most people are listening. However, if we do have some people out there...
2: That's true. I guess, I don't know. Maybe, though, like if you understand it, maybe it'll be easier to talk about it for the people that are listening. Maybe. I mean, if it's too much trouble, you don't got to pull it up. I can, I can explain it.
0: Oh, well, you explain it while I'm pulling it up. We'll do it at the same time.
2: All right, so it's it's a lot of different layers and i use different fireworks that kind of spin on the ground that leave different like residue marks um and then i also use smoke bombs for color so if you go to com, kyle what is it
0: dot Ky-
2: ycom And so then if you go under... Whoa, fire,
0: that's pretty dope.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's all that's on paper. That's all just firework residue on paper.
0: Oh, check that out.
2: Yeah, that's a still from a video. Is that ceramic right a there? That's ceramic, yeah. Wow. That's the digital imagery I was talking about.
0: Holy cow. Yeah. How did that...
2: Wow. So if you go up there to Firework Art and you go down to Performance... Mm-hmm. If you go to the first one, let me put this on. Oh, cool! I can see myself.
0: Okay, so go to where?
2: So if you just go to the first one, that's my most recent stuff I've been doing. Crackle painting? Yeah, I just started that uh, about a week a week or two ago.
0: There you go what, what are those like black cats or something type? it's
2: like a crackle bomb you know that like just goes oh yeah yeah but you can hold it and it like shoots it out so I've been holding it and painting with it
0: are you painting a certain design do you have something in mind or nah. are you just kind of just going all over the place with it or I kind of-
2: just use. I just pretty intuitive with it and make I mean it's all abstract everything I make is abstract so I'm not really trying to really portray any one thing I'm just kind of and you know it's a limited amount of time, so I just kind of do what feels right. Because if you overthink it, you only have so much time.
0: Right, it's going about forty seconds.
2: Yeah. Wow. So that painting's not done yet, but that's what I have so far. Oh,
0: that's cool. And then you got a bunch of other videos on here. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, wow. How uh, how did you how did you so you
2: did you accidentally found out? You said your teacher gave you a project. I wouldn't say it was accident it was i had to use something unusual i've always loved fireworks since i was a kid and i just i've always had stockpiles of them um and so i just tried it and i guess it was kind of an accident that i found uh one that worked because after that i just kept going with it and just kept you know i always keep a notebook with me and i would just ideas would pop in my head i'd write them down i'd try it some work, some don't and You know, after doing it for so many years, you Mm -hmm. figure out what works and what doesn't, and you take something that was, you know, worked okay, and now I've perfected it to a thing that is where I want it, and there's less and less experimentation, and I have more and more control over the process, so. Where do you get your fireworks? Uh, I'm actually sponsored by Dominator Fireworks. Um, Oh, that's what your shirt is, Dominator mm -hmm. Fireworks. Yeah, they sent me a bunch of swag and, like, $400 worth of fireworks, but the, so for, like, I use a lot of big blue smoke bombs. They sent me a bunch of those and a bunch of, like, the different ones that I use. But um, the cheap ones, I go to Mike's Fireworks because they're open year-round on, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, you know, the Dominator sells, like, shipping containers full of fireworks. So if I just need, like, 20 bucks worth of fireworks, I'll go to Mike's Fireworks for the small stuff.
0: So we're in Missouri here where they they sell. You can buy them all year-round here.
2: In Riverside, yeah. Riverside's okay. like a weird place. I don't know if you've ever been there during yeah. Fourth of July with all the tents everywhere.
0: Riverside. Oh, is that by the casino? By uh,
2: It's north of the river off of like Vivian Road. Vivian 291 maybe up there? Like Vivian and Nine Highway kind of is where Mike's Fireworks is it's huh. off of there. Okay. Maybe it's 291. I don't know. You get too far out of like proper Kansas City. And <laughs> I don't really know that much.
0: Isn't that so funny? that's that's so funny people like people from kansas city will say they're kansas city from missouri but really once you get them outside of kansas city they don't know where they they're they don't really know they're not really missourians yeah. anymore they're still they're just kansas cityans it's funny but then you get a missourian like a rural missouri missourian and you get them in the kansas city it's a little bit different for them too
2: yeah yeah. You can really tell. But well, they know, like, actual Missouri because everything, just to get some groceries, they got to drive, like, 30 minutes or whatever. Minimum you know? to go to, a well, Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know, like, I-70 and I-35. Right. That's I know okay. That's all right.
0: Where are you from exactly? You said uh, you went to Johnson County Community College, so I, I imagine you're from...
2: I'm from, uh, well, I was born in Kansas City, and then I spent most of my childhood in Olathe. Mm-hmm. And I lived in Olathe with my parents until I got my associate's degree, and then I moved to Kansas City when to, when I started at KCAI. Right on. So I've been living here f- since, like, 2015 in, like, the midtown-ish area. Nice. It's yeah. a good
0: spot. I love it down there. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I miss I live, it down there.
2: I live now, like, over kind of by Rockhurst. Okay. Still is it's close enough. It's cheaper rent and it's close enough that I'm still Mm -hmm. buy everything. Like I couldn't imagine moving. A lot of artists live over
0: there, right? Uh huh. Yeah. That's a good spot. Kansas City is a great artist spot, like city for artists.
2: It really is. Yeah. For visual art, performing art, for any of the arts, Kansas City is is especially for the size of it, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And I like that because it's if I'm, you know, if you were in New York, it's impossible to know, like, all the people in the Kansas City art scene, I guess, you know? Right. But in Kansas City, or in the New York art scene, rather, right. if you That's live right. there. Yeah, but in Kansas City, um, you know, I don't know everyone in the art scene, but I know of most of them. And I do know at least acquaintance, like, you know, yeah. a large percent of them. And I, like, just got out of school. Right. You know? So if you stick around here for 20 years you know, you get pretty embedded in, in the scene and you can really do something with that. Are,
0: do Have you met or is there other firework artists like yourself out there? Or is this like a kind of a brand new thing or has it been done before?
2: There's not a lot. Um, it's been done before with a guy named uh, Saigo Shang who's like... That's a cool name. Yeah, he's Chinese. He's my favorite artist of all time. And he originally started with like gunpowder and he would make these drawings on paper and then he'd put like a board over it and light it and it would make this big explosion but there'd be like a gunpowder drawing and he's done um he did like the 2014 beijing olympics uh he did all the fireworks he did a thing called sky ladder that a lot of people know about It was like the string of fireworks that was a ladder that went up like into the sky it has to do a lot with like ancestors and stuff but He's like the main guy that does stuff with fireworks. I mean, he's like a big name artist. And, um, but other than him, I have found like three other people that are kind of using fireworks in their art or that are, mm-hmm. um, but none of them that are really like super serious about it, I guess. Okay. You know, I think it's maybe <clears throat> a little bit more of like a hobby for them, for like the people that I've talked to. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they necessarily want to make a career out of it or not, and they they do different stuff than me, which is which is crazy that there's like that many ways to use fireworks, right? You know, like the things that people think of is it's wild.
0: Yeah, how do you even come up come up with some of your ideas? They just come to you, or you think are you thinking about this stuff all the time? Like when you're driving around, are you like thinking, I wonder what would happen if I threw a firework there? Or
2: you know what, man? Like I thought of so many ideas when I was in college like then I was thinking about it all the time because that was my main thing Mm -hmm. you know now I have a million other things going on Um, you know I'm not spending 75% of my time doing something with art right but in that amount of time i filled my notebook so full that i don't really have to worry about coming up with new ideas oh
0: nice you've already done the ideas
2: yeah and they still cut like that crackle one that i was showing you i just happened to have like dominator sent me a a bunch of random fireworks and they're like let us know if you find anything you like and that one i just like i didn't know what it was gonna do and i was just with my friends we were barbecuing and drinking i was like let's light this off and i saw that it kind of just stayed in one spot but did the crackle thing and i was like oh shit i could probably hold that you know cool so I just did it. It's just, it's random for yeah. the most part. Now I don't really try to think of them, but randomly every few months I do. You know?
0: Are you like a fireworks expert kind of? Like, do you know? Do you put fireworks shows together? Is that something?
2: No, you know, a dominator sent me to Atlanta like a few months back, and um. I talked to some people that did do stuff like that. I used to think like I'd mess around, there's programs you can use to choreograph different firework displays. and But the more I looked into it, like if you do do that, it's a lot of like marketing your stuff and only a little bit of actually choreographing firework displays. And the people like on the ground that set them up, I talked to a guy that did that and there's not a lot of creativity involved in it. And I'm definitely not a fireworks expert. I have like a, a niche where I use it to make visual art and i used to think i wanted more than that um as a career like with fireworks but once i got kind of closer to people that are actually doing that i think you know i don't know what i w- want as a career other than just making art full-time but i don't think i really want to step further into the fireworks world i think i just want to be this weird guy on the outside using it to make using it to make visual art
0: if you had any uh close calls any like I mean, I mean I look I haven't really counted but you looks like you have all your digits. <laughs> yeah. Your eyeballs, you got both of them. I don't see any scarring any I mean you got your hair, your eyebrows are there like
2: There's been like a few minor stuff. I mean, I've burnt my hands a lot of times yeah. holding like smoke bombs and stuff, which is kind of cool cuz when you burn your hand with a smoke bomb like it'll shoot out the side sometime and it'll like burn your hand like pink or something. <laughs> <laughs> like I've had like bright blue burns <laughs> nice. on my thumb. Nice. Nice. Um and when I was in school I've had him like sometimes we'll like shoot different ways. One time it hit one of my professors, but he was cool about it. It didn't hurt him or anything, right. it just scared him. Um It's really about it. I've lit off like some M eighties in clay before and that'll like kinda just throw clay like ricochet everywhere, but it doesn't really hurt you that much. And I'm pretty safe about it. Like that video I showed you with the crackle thing. Mm-hmm. I had like, as I walked away from it, I dumped it in water. I had like a bucket of water. I had like three fire extinguishers. Like I'm pretty. You're
0: ready to go. You're you're ready. You're prepared in case shit hits the fan.
2: Yeah. Well, I have like literally four hundred dollars or four hundred pounds, rather, worth of fireworks in my studio as I'm working. So I can't afford for there to be like a big fire. You know.
0: Yeah. Is that legal to have that much in a?
2: maybe not
0: yeah i don't know like in a studio yeah i wonder what
2: the i've got a pretty big studio so like you know they're over in the corner in plastic tubs like i mean it would take like Oh,
0: okay so you've got yeah You I mean you're safe i yeah. imagine you have all the precautions i wouldn't i would i guess i really wouldn't worry about the legality of it i guess i'm just thinking from an aspect of yeah security
2: wise like it gets so hot here and if something were to happen it stays really cool my, my yeah my garage is like also my basement basically okay so it's like foundation walls like it right stays on. really cold down there they're in plastic tubs like I I've thought about it a lot and it, it yeah. would take it would take like a full- on fire like my place would have to like go and even up then it's flames. already screw it right. that would
0: just add, add at least something cool to the fire yeah You'd probably want that if your house burned down.
2: May as well,
0: right? I mean, you need some kind of silver lining, a (laughs) badass $400 worth of firework.
2: Yeah, I'll pull it off or I'll like... Sponsored
0: by Dominator.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll fake it as like, I did this on purpose. This is my newest art piece. (laughs) Yeah, that'd
0: be awesome. (laughs) But then you probably wouldn't be able to collect the insurance on it.
2: Yeah. I also live in a duplex, so my neighbor might be pissed.
0: Yeah, hopefully they're insured too.
2: Yeah. I got renter's insurance, so...
0: You're fine. You're covered.
2: Yeah. I don't worry about it that much. Oh, yeah most of what i do really is like not dangerous stuff like i've dabbled like i said with like m80s and like the new like the crackle ones are kind of dangerous but most of them are like so how how my i've been working for a long time like perfecting it is i'll paint the canvas black and then i'll use smoke and then just stuff that moves around on the ground and changes colors and spins you know nothing like really dangerous occasionally one of them will like zip over there but <laughs> it's, that's it yeah and um but yeah it's uh they end up looking very like celestial like outer space kind of um yeah that that's that's just been one way that i've been working but i'd say that's like the most advanced like that's the one that i've honed and perfected the most i guess okay and I've done like giant installation ones before that are like in the corner that are like 18 foot long, you know, all the way down to ones that are like a 12 by 12. And I've been working with like four foot by five foot ones lately. So,
0: what's your favorite thing to do? You have, do you prefer a certain style that you do as far as like the different the pictures with the with the Photoshop or or the painting with it, if you would call it that? Yeah, like, I would
2: call – I call them painting. I yeah. call them firework residue paintings even though I yeah. don't use any paint. But what's a style.
0: It's a type of paint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, how else do you describe it, really? I don't you know. know. Like, that's – yeah. I mean, it's a
0: painting motion. I, I figure paintings right. like that, not necessarily uh, what, whatever – ink or whatever
2: yeah it's ironic because i don't know how to paint at all like i'm not good yeah, really? at it. i don't like to do it so i've never really learned it you know it's hard yeah i've tried it and i, I and drawing too you know i took a charcoal gra- drawing class and i just i just didn't like it i took a painting class and i just didn't really like yeah. it and i was just like well why would i why would i pursue learning these things
0: yeah if you're not good at it why if yeah. it's not fun for you
2: it's a huge misnomer that people think that you just have this art thing or you don't like that's really not the case, man. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good at ceramics now, and I can use some creativity and stuff, you know, I mean, I'm blowing them up with fireworks and stuff. But <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but it took a long time to learn how to do pottery, you know? You don't, you're not just, that's a you're skill. You're not just gifted at it right away? No, no, almost no one. I mean, some people learn faster than others, but yeah. that's a skill that you learn, just like drawing or painting is a skill that you learn. And then once you understand the fundamentals, then you bring your own kind of creativity to that. Oh, cool. It's the same as anything else, you know? I'm sure with, like, coding or something, there's some amount of creativity in that. But you got to learn how to code first. I'm a creative person, but I couldn't just go be a creative coder. Right. right. I don't know how to fucking code. Me neither. I don't know how to fucking draw, you know? Some people, I guess, take to it better than others. But I hate when people say, like, you either are just born an artist or you're not because because i didn't even know that i liked it till i was like 16 17 you know
0: what were you like what were you into before that smoking weed yeah <laughs> no like sports or uh, I played video football. games or anything
2: i i was into sports until like by the end of my sophomore year of high school um i got busted for pot and then i decided i didn't really like football anymore i kind of be- became friends with like the popular kids and decided they were all kind of douchebags and then <laughs> Became friends with like the stoners Because most of my friends didn't want to be friends with me anymore Because I got in trouble And then Yeah, I don't know I was just into I was kind of into cars I worked at a car shop I was just into Hanging out with my friends And having a good time And not taking life too seriously, I guess And, you know, I never thought I'd be anything more than a stoner mechanic And then I found something that I really liked And Dude, that's cool Just went with it Not that
0: there's anything wrong with being a stoner mechanic But, I mean, I would... would you know, some people want more than that.
2: I think I always did. I just didn't know what I wanted, you know. I yeah. think a lot of people just never figure out what they really want, you know. I I feel lucky that I found something like that because a lot of people, and I just stumbled a- across it, you know. I wasn't even smart enough to go look for it. But Wow. How lucky. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that just, they just never quite find that, you know.
0: Yeah. Can anybody get into kind of pottery? Like, is that something, Mm -hmm. like, if you just want to try, get a wheel and clay? Or is that, do you have to go do, like, a class and learn a whole bunch of stuff? Is it practical for people to check out? Like, is that something you suggest to people? I mean, like, a cool hobby? It looks kind of interesting. I'd like to have a mug.
2: Hey, hit me up on Instagram. I'll teach you guys. Anyone that wants to learn, yeah.
0: What is your Instagram?
2: Uh, Kyle Sully Artworks. I think it's Kyle Sully underscore artworks. Um, but yeah, you can learn at, um, the clay guild over in Waldo. I think it costs, I think it's cheap. I think it's like 50 bucks a year. Oh, wow. And you have access to the whole studio. I don't even think you have to pay for firing. And if you want really high end, you can go and they have classes there too. Um, or you can go to Belger crane yard. They cost 30 bucks a month, uh, to fire everything and all that too. But you could, I would I would say I would recommend it's probably a good idea to take at least one class and then go with sure. it. Sure. Um, but you could probably learn off of YouTube.
0: I was just gonna say
2: because I've I've taught people pottery before and it's it's such a like feeling kind of thing. You know, it's not really. A, it's so much of like I'm like okay, this is how I do this part. You know, and then someone else uses maybe I use my middle finger to when you when you get it centered, you have to poke a hole in the middle and then pull it out. Maybe someone else uses two fingers or does it different that that could that could work you know if that's more comfortable for them
0: i gotcha yeah
2: so it's hard to really it's
0: not necessarily science that's why it's an art right? yeah
2: right right. like so yeah it's your teacher doesn't really do much other than because there's not a lot of like strict do or don'ts you know it's so much off a feeling
0: that's kind of fun yeah i can i can get into that do you ever get uh when you first kind of started getting involved with pottery, did you ever go any, down like any kind of rabbit hole and like checking out ancient pottery and the kind of stuff that has been found and, and what what they've learned from pottery from like you know hundreds
2: to thousands of years ago? You know, art in general, I've never been that interested in the super old stuff just because I feel like it's a little bit more craftsman based which is fine you know I mean like Rembrandt and Caravaggio and a lot of those old school painters I don't think there was a ton of creativity involved there was some you know and trying to get the emotional stance or facial expression or whatever they were trying to convey but for the most part the Catholic Church was making that painting and they were just kind of the, the craftsmen and more I like more contemporary art where the artist is making the art for them, you know, not necessarily for clientele. And I think I'm just naturally that way because, like, part of I never looked up that stuff when I first got into pottery. Mm-hmm. I liked just going in there and just not even knowing what I was going to make, you know. Just taking a hunk of clay, putting it on the wheel, and just start throwing something, and then it just ends up however it ends up. That's Where would it
0: usually be? Did you, I mean, like, a vase, a bowl, a mug, or Mm, i didn't
2: make a lot of mugs so i don't really like making handles that much
0: (laughs) it's a different step (laughs) what do you mean you have to make a mug and then you have to make a handle separately yeah without a wheel probably yeah yeah and you don't like that
2: Uh, i just like just i just like it's like uh it's one of those things that it gets so delicate you know there's parts where i have to like hold my breath kind of when i'm doing it it's like um
0: because you're getting it so thin or what
2: Yeah, when you get it really thin it gets really delicate.
0: Right. Is that like uh a, like a, a master pottery What would you call it? Is that a, is that a word a pottery man? What
2: Potter okay there we go yeah, master, master potter
0: would po- is a master potter really pride themselves on like how thin they can get a lip mm-hmm. without it snapping or something mm-hmm.
2: yeah for sure yeah that, uh lids you have to very carefully measure lids and pottery
0: I didn't think about lids mm-hmm.
2: it shrinks too like when you have it wet and you set it aside um it shrinks I think like fifteen percent as the moisture leaves it so you have to make the lid with the clay that has You know roughly the same amount of moisture you got to make it at the same time measure it to fit but you can't take it off and actually fit it in there to check because it'll mess it up if you touch it while it's wet so it's all measurements and all getting it like just perfect and you got to wait till it dries to see if it actually fits and maybe it's a little bit too big and you got to sand it and it you can get super technical with it and i've just never been that interested in getting being like a master potter you know i just like have fun with it Mm mm-hmm because again i think a master potter is more of a craftsman and you can be super creative with that but to get to the level to where you're a master potter that's a craft mm-hmm. you know okay which nothing's wrong with that i'm just not myself like as interested in that aspect of it i mean I, i'm a pretty good potter and i'm good with that i don't need to be i don't need to be a great potter you know
0: yeah would you like to make
2: um, well lately, so I've been making, you saw one of those ceramic pieces up there, uh, on my website. Um, but I have this idea to make, well, I've been making like little sculptures where I've just taken like kind of balls of clay and just put fireworks in it and just blown it up yeah, more and more cool. n- until I feel like it's the right, uh,
0: before it's hardened. You do it. Just- yeah, I do it when it's
2: wet. Okay. But, uh, I have this idea to take larger, just kind of cylindrical vases, mm-hmm. like about yay high and then blow a bunch of holes in the top. Not a bunch, maybe like three, four or five, somewhere in there. And then I want to put vined plants in the bottom so that as it grows, it'll kind of like start to crawl out of all those holes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so I think I'd like to, I'm waiting until, um, I haven't done a ton of ceramics lately because I can do that with the garage door closed. When I use a lot of smoke and stuff like that, I got to keep the door open. Mm-hmm. And so I got a solo show last year uh, in March. And so like January and February, I was making all of this, these paintings, you know, with the smoke and everything with the garage door open and I had fans going and I was freezing my ass off working, (laughs) but I had to finish it. So now I'm planning on, like, I'm making all of that stuff that I can have the garage door open with now. Mm-hmm. And the ceramics and stuff, I think once it starts to get cold, I'm going to get more into the ceramics. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So
0: there's, like, seasons. Right. Artwork seasons.
2: It is for me because I just cannot do it inside. Like, the facility right. you would need to light off smoke bombs inside and not have the place filled with smoke, you know. Is you you have, have to have to, some
0: pretty heavy industrial fans. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: And I have, like, one industrial fan that shoots it out the garage and that's it so
0: and then so like the, your neighbors must love you
2: my neighbor is so cool dude like neighbor
0: she, Well, do you have more than one neighbor though i mean i like, have one neighbor because that okay yeah i mean i mean you do you have a neighborhood yeah i have a
2: you neighborhood You I mean? like
0: it doesn't that smell up the neighborhood quite a bit
2: yeah but i live kind of in the hood so like people don't Call the police or anything
0: I know that that. I'm just saying I wonder if they're annoyed By like Oh there's that crazy artist Smells like sulfur again
2: Well I'm definitely Like am I I'm I'm cool with like Two of my neighbors And one of them Was telling me that Like cause she's cool With some of the other neighbors That I don't really talk to But I live in A pretty much all black neighborhood And Mm -hmm. I'm like The crazy white kid Basically is What they say about me But I (laughs) I only talk to a few of them Right But I haven't had any Real complaints so And it It doesn't really smell Up the whole neighborhood It smells up my house. Yeah, and probably my neighbor's a little bit, but she never says anything. Well, that's cool. One time, this this really happened. One time at like one o'clock in the morning, I'd been out with my friends. I'd been drinking a little bit. They dropped me off at my place. I came home. I wasn't tired, and so I forget. I was like making like a stencil for this art project I was doing. And I started cutting metal with a sawzall at one o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. and my I just forgot that I had a neighbor, <laughs> right? And so she had had like a guy over, and I heard from like across the wall, like in the basement, like you about done with that? And I was <laughs> like, oh shit, man, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I just I forgot. Like, I'm an asshole. I'm so sorry. Right. And the next day I saw her and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry about last night. That was, and she was like, I don't care at all. It doesn't bother me. And I was just like, really? Like, well, I'm sorry. And she's like, you don't gotta be sorry. I don't care. I'm like. How? How do you not care? Like, I don't know. Best neighbor, I guess, for an artist that makes stuff with fireworks. she Couldn't ask
0: for anything better.
2: Yeah, I lucked out.
0: A lot of people might be pretty upset.
2: Yeah, I would be. You know, <laughs> I'd be mad at me, right? I don't know how she wasn't.
0: Well, good for her. Yeah. Stay she there could. as long as you can.
2: That's why like, I, I want to go to grad school in Australia, and I'm waiting two or three years, mainly because of the place that I have, because I have such a big studio space, and I can afford to live there on my own.
0: You want to go back to Australia?
2: Yeah. Oh, I loved Australia, man.
0: How, how come you went there to begin with? Like, why did you choose Australia?
2: Because it was so beautiful,
0: honestly. Um, Just one of those places you've always wanted to go and then took advantage of it, or what?
2: Yeah, well, like, so Case AI has deals with uh, other schools, uh, international schools, and so... Australia was one of them. So basically, I had like six or seven different schools to choose from. Mm-hmm. And it it's in. Uh, are, are you familiar with Tasmania?
0: Uh, not. I mean, it's like not a whole lot. No, it's an. Uh, that's an island, right?
2: Yeah, it's off of. So I actually have a tattooed right oh, here. Oh, dope. So yeah, that's that. like if this was Tasmania, Australia would probably be like about this big. Like okay. It's a. It's an island off of Australia. That's not. You know, it's much bigger than Hawaii, but it's not like huge. Mm-hmm. And um. Anyway, it was just so goddamn beautiful. I picked there and it ended up working out because that school, the school I went to was like, wasn't a terrible school, it was okay, but the workload compared to KCAI was like nothing. Like, I worked half as hard probably as I did at KCAI and I got a 4.0 there. And so it was just like, and I didn't have a worker's permit, so it was just like a vacation almost. Really? Yeah, dude, it was like the best. What'd you do,
0: what'd you get into there?
2: A lot of road trips. Road have, trips
0: on, on the island?
2: How big? I mean, I mean, it takes five hours to drive from south, uh, the south side where I was living in Hobart to the north side of the island, and where I was living in Hobart. I think there's like a quarter million people there. Okay. So it's like half the size of Kansas City, and right. it's like the only city there. Everything else is just you know little hillbilly towns and what stuff. What are
0: the people like?
2: Are they white Aboriginal? No, they're all white people. They're, they're just like us, dude. There was, like, such minimal amount of culture shock there. Like, they were all, like, On, yeah. the, on
0: Tasmania Island?
2: Yeah, I mean, in or Australia just, in general. They, they they watch our TV shows. Like, they knew more about American culture <clears throat> than I do. They were like, did you hear Drake's dating this person? I'm like, <laughs> oh, you listen to Drake? And they're like, yeah, like. Have you seen this TV show? I'm talking
0: like the rural people. Oh, I didn't talk to them. No? No. I want to know what the rural Tasmania Island people are like. What is it, Tasmania Island?
2: Yeah, well, Tasmania is known for having them. And they're basically like white trash, you know? Like, it's not like here where you have like ghetto neighborhoods and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you do in like Melbourne and Sydney, you probably do. But there, you know, in the small like white trash trailer parks and stuff. They call them bogans and I'd seen a few of them, but they basically wear like their go-to is like basketball shorts and like wife beaters. Perfect. Like flip flops. Perfect. Yeah.
0: That sounds like a bogan to me.
2: Yeah. They call them bogans. They're, uh, yeah. I sat next to a drunk one at an Australian football game. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just like, uh, Super right trash person basically.
0: Yeah. Do yeah. they have like a do they have their own southern accent? Like No, nah,
2: they sound I guess maybe they just have like a little bit of a thicker Australian accent. Okay You know? They just sound a little extra Australian than the rest <laughs> of the Australians. Right.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I never thought about rural rednecks in other countries.
1: Mhm.
2: Yeah. It's fighting uh,
0: kangaroos and shooting Tasmanian devils. Yeah
2: it's like, uh, I know I have some friends from England and I know the ghetto people there, they're, they're mostly white dudes and they wear like track pants and like, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess they dress like Italians in New York, like the okay. ghetto Italians in New York. I was thinking Russians, but yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Probably that. Whatever stereotype you prefer, but yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess that's what it is in, in England. Yeah. They dress like Russians and Italians in New York,
0: probably a lot of Russians there though, yeah, in England,
2: probably, I don't know. More I want to go to Russia? I, no to no, England. I know <laughs> <laughs> and fuck Russia, dude, it's cold as hell, yeah, who Putin's wants to go to russia?
0: yeah, 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 no one wants to go to Russia, so you want to go back to Australia same you want to go that same back to the island, or do you want to go to Australia proper?
2: I don't think I want to go to that island because I I want to at least give it my best shot to like be as rich and famous as I possibly can off of art. And that's just never going to happen unless I move. I want to go to Melbourne. Um, There's a big school there called the Victorian uh, College of the Arts. And I just feel like I got to at least give, you know, if I go to grad school there, I'm then kind of embedded in the art scene there. So if grad school takes two years and then I take another, you know, four to five after that, I want to give it at least a, A shot you know to see if i can kind of make it in that bigger art scene okay and and you know if i don't necessarily make it big there and then i move to brisbane or i move back to tasmania and like i said ultimately (coughs) like if i just make you know a decent living sixty thousand dollars a year off of making art i will be i can die happy
0: you want to be an australian do you want to be yeah i want to live in australia yeah It's so beautiful there man. That's what you want to do Like just finally You just want to Peace out America And just be an expat And, and yeah. take over Australia I just You're uh, an Australian huh Well for one I dig it That's cool Why yeah. not Why not
2: Everyone lives on the beach I fucking love I've always wanted to live on the beach um, Is it I expensive to live out there No because Well Kinda I did okay when I was there Because the exchange rate Is like One to one and a half hmm. So I went over there with, like, a couple grand, and I had, like, $3,500 or something, you know, to last me the whole time there. So I had plenty of money. Um, so I guess it depends. If you go over there with a decent amount of U.S. dollars, mm-hmm. it's not that bad. And um, stuff costs a little bit more there, but you get paid a little bit more. And, like, the benefits once you're a citizen. Like, I had I had friends there. um, One of them I went to art school with, and then her boyfriend, they lived together, and he was in music school, and they got paid by the government to go to school. Oh, nice. So, like, they, you know, could afford to live in a cheap place and just eat cheap and get by, and they didn't have to have jobs, which is crazy. And it's, like, universal health care, and there's benefits of being a citizen there. Right, oh, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And everyone's interested in you because you're American, and they heavily follow American culture, so...
0: Are you, like, uh, a sexy foreigner? Because you got, like, a... Like, you know what I mean? Because you're different. You got an accent. Like, an American accent must go a long way. Look what we do to an Australian accent over here. Mm-hmm. You can get a chick over here that's, like, a, a hard six.
2: Yeah, but if and, But if she's got that <laughs>
0: thick Australian accent, it's like, dang, that girl's a ten.
2: Yeah. I would say, yeah, probably. I mean, that's probably true for, like, almost anywhere, right? Right. If you got, a, if you got the foreign accent, yeah, like, it helps.
0: And they speak English, so... Mm-hmm.
2: That's the other. That's reason. the trick.
0: That's the trick.
2: Yeah, that's what's so dope about it, mm-hmm. though, is it's like on the other side of the planet, but it's not that much different than here. But also, when you go there, you know, there's people from, there's lots of uh, Indian people there because India's not that far away. Uh, I met people from all over the the world there because in the in Southeast Asia, a lot of those countries like Malaysia, India, Indonesia, if you're born. With the luxury of getting the higher education, you almost never do it in your home country. You go somewhere else, like Australia. So they have a lot of international students. So you got a lot of people from all over the world because people will come there, go to school there, and then they end up staying.
0: Yeah, because it's so beautiful there. Mm -hmm.
2: Even though everything can kill you. Actually, in Tasmania, it's most of the the wildlife is pretty tame. Like really. We're both like spiders and snakes I mean Okay I did see one crazy spider That was like the size of my hand And it was bright orange No way That
0: would freak me out Bright orange? It's pretty terrifying The size of your hand
2: It was pretty close Right Yeah I mean it's abdomen was probably like that And it was like It was gray but it had all these weird patterns on it And then it's body was bright orange
0: Were those eggs or is it always orange?
2: I think it's always orange Wow Yeah I didn't google it or anything But I know that it scared the shit out of me and I tried to kill it. We found it on top of this mountain we were hiking, and we finally got up to the top. And I just <laughs> remember this girl, um, she just, like, hyperventilated for a second. And just went, like, <gasps> like that, and, like, was pointing. And we all looked, and we all jumped up. And I immediately, like, took the stick and was going to kill it. And they stopped me, and they, like, named it and stuff. It uh-huh. was stupid. but um, Why wouldn't they let you kill it? I don't know. They didn't want to, like, kill the wildlife in a wild... A spider. I know, right? It's a, a spider. spider. There's millions of those things. Yeah, especially in Australia. Yeah. But but where I was going with that is the thing about Tasmania is that it's kind of insulated and that if you – because on the coast and stuff, you know, in Australia and the, the big continent, there's not that much stuff that can kill you, and most of it comes from the outback, right? Like they kind of – they get close to the coast, you know, like the tarantulas and shit. They don't really have that in Australia or in Tasmania because there's no outback. Because the center of it's kind of dry desert-ish, but it's not like the outback because it's not big enough to have that.
0: What's the outback? What's the difference? Like, what do you mean the outback and the? The
2: outback in Australia, you know. Like I don't know the, what is. The,
0: I didn't know there was a. You've
2: never heard of the outback. I've heard
0: of the outback, but I don't really know what the term means. I just figured it was.
2: It's like the desert. Like it's like it's the desert. It's like when Steve Irwin was out like getting. Uh, picking up giant snakes in the desert in australia Uh that's like the outback there's no like desert area in tasmania
0: oh so desert is outbacky yeah like the bush you know like there's nothing
2: but like a few bushes and, and sand dunes and it's just like desert huh yeah but um
0: i guess i don't know a whole lot about australia and it's like i don't know regions and what they're like I did mountains. Either. I mean, you, th- you said that you were mountain climbing or on top of a mountain? like Well,
2: that? it was a small mountain, but there is a really big mountain in the center of Tasmania. Mm-hmm. And that area is like dry, but it's not desertish. So basically, like it never gets deserty enough for there to be very many dangerous animals. Like okay. most of them are pretty like there were these uh, there's possums there. But they don't look like our possums. Oh, really? They're they, different. They look more like monkeys, man. Like it's weird. They're like uh, they look like lemurs, kind of. And okay. They have like this little pink nose, but yeah. you can feed them and stuff, and they're everywhere. They're so, cool. Yeah, they're ever and there's little. Uh, it's harder to feed them. They're more skill- skittish, but there's koalabies everywhere too. What's a koalabi? It's like a little kangaroo. It's a kangaroo. It's about this uh, big. No way. Yeah,
0: that sounds adorable.
2: They are so adorable. <laughs> it's like a three foot tall kangaroo, and those and the uh, possums are just everywhere, man. It's crazy.
0: That's kind of fun.
2: Yeah, like they're all like I would have to walk up this big hill when I would take the bus to the art school down by like the wharf, and then I'd have to come back to the apartments where I lived in, and I'd have to walk up this hill that was probably like a seven or eight minute walk, and no joke, you would see at least. 2 3 wallabies and like probably 4 or 5 possums every time. Wow. They're just everywhere.
0: Yeah, one of the very few things I know about Australia is uh they they hunt cats there. Do they really? Like house cats, you know, like what we you know, they're feral.
2: I thought that was just a Asian thing.
0: Oh man, they hunt the heck out of them in Australia. Like really? if you get an Australian hunting magazine, there'll be pictures of dudes like you'd see here with with a buck. You mm-hmm. know, like you're taking a shot of a holding your big buck they'll have that in Australia hunting magazines of them with like cat dead cats lined up that they killed
2: Wait, do they hunt them like in the city everywhere like they're they're feral cats like out in the oh
0: yeah big problem really mm-hmm. Australia's ah. one of those weird places where they've they've tried to eradicate different problems by bringing in other species of animals right. and then it's just blown up to where they just have all these crazy animals there without any predators right I think it started out with like I want to say it was some kind of frog or something that they brought in to take care of a insect or something like that. No shit. And then they were like, "Oh shit, we got to do something about these frogs." And then they brought something <laughs> else in. They're like, "Well, we got to do something about these these things are." And it just it spiraled out of control. They right. keep getting these other So that's why there's a bunch of like these invasive species in is because yeah. they kept trying to solve the problem by bringing in other right. predators for these for
2: these things, huh? I didn't know that was. A st- I knew Florida had that real bad, but,
0: but yeah, with the pythons.
2: Yeah, but but aren't there like isn't there shit like that in Australia to kill those cats? There's not like snakes everywhere, or like fucking those spiders over there would eat those cats. I, I I don't know. That's crazy. They don't have any predators.
0: Don't. Not not enough because there's so many of them. Think about how right. how many a litter can have. Right. And yeah. how many they can keep having. And the big thing with cats is, and this is true all over the world with, with feral cats is they decimate the songbird population.
2: Oh, yeah, I bet. In
0: North America, billions of songbirds a year are murdered by cats.
2: Yeah. Billions. They're little monsters, dude. They're made mm-hmm. to kill shit. Like, they're designed. I mean, if you look at a just a house cat and a lion, and you, if you shrunk a lion down to the size of the house cat.
0: Same thing, yeah. Yeah,
2: they're not much different. Not at know? all. They're, One has a little bit bigger teeth, a little sharper claws, but for the most part. They're yeah both, They're built the same way You know the way they move And uh, stuff is
0: Cats They're murdering machines They
2: are Yeah They really are
0: Yeah so they've got a big problem With the with the cats And uh Yeah all kinds of things Those scrub bulls What is that? It's like those water buffalo In Australia Oh okay Those have no predators They're everywhere And they're real really? bad And they're dangerous they're super dangerous.
2: I guess there aren't really. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, there's all kinds of dangerous stuff in Australia. But, like, I guess most of them aren't that big, right? Like, they don't have, like, mountain lions and shit. They just got, like, spiders and snakes and nothing that would really kill a water buffalo.
0: A water buffalo will fuck you up.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, anything. Crocodiles? Will fuck you up. Yeah, cro- crocodiles probably kill some water buffalo, right? But not probably not enough.
0: I don't know. But you got to worry about them, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, fuck, like...
0: croc, man, They're, they ain't trying to be around no crocodile. The saltwater
2: ones? Uh-huh. Who was it? I was listening to... Uh, you like the Joe Rogan podcast, right? I've heard of it. I love the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I'm going to be on it one day. Nice. Someday. Hell, yeah. I have this plan to, like, make a viral video and send it to all of his friends and then get one of them really interested to email him. Anyway. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, I have... Um, I was listening to it, and there was some guy that was like, he was some kind of nature dude, but anyway, he was telling this horrifying story about like they were in Australia and they were going down some canal, and all of a sudden he could just see crocodiles, saltwater crocs that he said like the body width. He said it was like eight foot long or something ridiculous, just the width. And he was saying that one of them just decided like like they were swimming by the boat. And one of them just decided to like jump up and grab his friend and take him no way Yeah, and he was like there's nothing you can do like you can't save your friend from a croc crocodile that big Like if it decides to pop out and grab you you're gone.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah Australia's a crazy place, dude
0: I would what would you even do just like okay? I'm next
2: can't do anything I mean you lay down in the boat like try not to be the next one like holy cow. Oh my gosh Wow if you're in the water, dude, a crocodile that big and I mean, you know, I and mean, we don't we can't tell you. they shit were the they water. were in a canoe or something? Yeah, they were in a boat. Like I think I forget what they were doing, but they were going through some kind of like Maybe they river. Needed to
0: be a, in a bigger boat. Yeah. Why are you trying to go down crocodiles that are in a boat next to crocodiles that are bigger than your boat?
2: Yeah. What? I don't remember the context. I think he might have been like a surfer or something. Or maybe oh my he was gosh. telling like a story about so all I remember is that it, it was the most terrifying crocodile story I'd ever heard in my life. And I remember it was like... They're was, all terrifying.
0: Crocodiles are terrifying. Yeah, they really are. You know, They're they dinosaurs. Got, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, they, they have certain villages where, like, almost everyone in that village is missing an appendage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Where did I hear that? It's
0: like, somewhere in the Congo or something, probably. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And they sent in, like, some kind of, um, like, hunting expert to kill a bunch of them. Yeah. Because it's like you know you can't live without water. Like they couldn't they couldn't just not go ever go get water. They couldn't never bathe or never right. drink. You know, so like they had to go down there. I mean, it's
0: just like an a- any other animal at that point, right? You know, the crocodiles know the animals have to come to water, Mm-hmm.
2: so they just wait for it Yeah, gotcha, bitch. Yeah, give me that arm. People don't know, man. It's like one of those things that like people were like, save the polar bears and stuff, and it's like, well, yeah, global warming's probably not bad, and you know, I bet. I mean. Better also, than global freezing. Yeah, but also there's, like, villages, you know, that are just being terrorized by polar bears. And can you imagine... Polar bears are just like a crocodile. If a polar bear walked up and just ate your friend next to you, what are you going to do? Nothing. You can't do anything about that. Your polar bear, just ate your friend. You're either <laughs> running
0: or you're trying to beat it off with something.
2: Right, and that wouldn't do anything. Like, if it wants to kill you, it's going to kill no,
0: polar you. bears. polar bears are the most dangerous bear out there. They've mm-hmm. been known to hunt humans down. Like, actually hunt them down
2: yeah oh yeah they uh they can i've read something one time that said they can smell through three feet of ice oh i've heard that yeah yeah that's insane yeah yeah any of those like yeah people are just so far removed from that you know city people are yeah but it's weird though because it's only been what like 200 years (laughs) since we haven't really had to worry about like wildlife killing us
0: i mean in america Hasn't been that long. There's there's people that yeah. have to worry about it all the time in other That's other countries. True. That's true. Yeah. You know, jung- jungle people. Uh huh. They got to worry about that stuff.
2: Oh, you, the Amazon's one of the scariest ones. Yeah, exactly. They got crazy shit in there. Mm-hmm. Big cats. Big yeah. cats is another one that if a big cat just attacks your friend, you're not saving it. You know.
0: That's why we have guns. Yeah bows and arrows and whatever else yeah we're just little meat sticks walking around (laughs) ready to be gobbled up by whatever wants us yeah we We weren't designed yeah to be out in the wild Mm -hmm. at all
2: nah i mean we got
0: we're designed to have houses
2: yeah (laughs) well we're designed to like work in teams right and yeah. build weapons and stuff to fight them off but if you take that away from us then yeah we're just meat sticks walking around At least
0: a couple of slim jims just walking around waiting to get gobbled up
2: by a big cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah animals are fascinating though like would you go to if you could see like if you could see a lion fight a bear oh, like yeah. in the old school coliseum days i'd love to
0: see that shit there's all kinds of things i'd like to pit against each other
2: Yeah, it's pretty cruel, but like, I would totally watch it.
0: I'd love to. The problem is just getting them to agree that they have to fight each other.
2: They would eventually, right? I don't know. If you just like, they're territorial, right? If you just put them in a big area,
0: you would like to think so.
2: I bet eventually.
0: I don't know though. You know what would be be even better? Yeah.
2: To see like a tiger fight some like the rock with, like, a bunch of armor and shit and a giant sword, you know, to see if, like, there's a human being out there that could kill a tiger.
0: Hmm. Sure. There, I, yeah. I guess there would be if we had a bitch tiger and a badass dude. You could yeah, get the do. right combination. Yeah,
2: you'd have to have. <laughs> Depends really? on what the
0: weapon. If you could choose your own weapon, but you'd have to have limitations. Like, I guess you couldn't have a projectile type.
2: Yeah. It'd have to be, like, hand-to-hand combat. spear,
0: knife, machete.
2: Even then, I don't know, dude. That thing would be on you so quick. Yeah. I don't know.
0: What would you want? What would your what would your weapon of choice be for a tiger or a lion?
2: I think I'd want to be like five times bigger than I am right now.
0: You got to take it head on <laughs> head. Head on. head on. I think I would have a big, I'd have my arm, my left arm wrapped with like a big old piece of leather. And then yeah. in my right arm, I'd have like a, maybe like a nine inch dagger. You know okay. what I mean? And I'm just like, all right, I'm letting him come at me. And I'm letting him grab my big leather-wrapped arm. And while he's on that, I'm jabbing him with the knife.
2: Hey, that could work. So yeah. let him
0: grab you. Let him get you. And he thinks he's got you. Then, yeah.
2: Uh, uh. yeah you got you'd have to get him in the neck, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But that's why you got him right here. He's, right. he's
2: biting you right there. And you can just get him real quick with yeah. a couple
0: I think that's the move.
2: That would probably be good for like someone like our size, like normal sized people. Any size.
0: I think the rock would have. You think so? What was he going to do? But Um, if you
2: can carry like a really big sword and use that thing quickly, you know, like if you're that strong, like why not?
0: Because it's too slow. If you miss or if you just, that's not going to kill it the first time. I guess that's true. You have to be a super sword expert. You have to be a craftsman. (laughs) Full circle. Yep.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's probably that's probably a good point because that 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 way you can let it get like right you can get right up on its neck and you got a second to do it, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And he thinks he's got you, but he just has your uh, leather bounded arm.
2: Yeah, but what if he what if you stick your arm out like that and he just goes right over that shit and grabs your face? Then you're fucked.
0: You well, you got a hard skull. It's gonna take him a quick minute to get through it, and you've still got to keep your wits about you and still get a couple jabs in there. You Just get a couple jabs.
2: I don't even know if you'd have to try to keep your whips about you because I think adrenaline would be pumping so hard, you know, that you would just be fully in the moment. Yep. All you would be thinking about is how you're going to kill this fucking thing and not die. I don't think I've ever had that much adrenaline in my entire life. Probably yeah. a crazy high. It know? probably
0: would be. They, oh, yeah, there was a some chick that said, it was one of those chicks that got, like, her arm bitten off by a shark, one of those surfer chicks. Mm-hmm. She said the the the. There was no pain, but the adrenaline rush, she said it was orgasmic. Wow. She said it was so incredibly amazing. Yeah, I bet. Of the adrenaline rush and the dopamine, she said it was orgasmic. Wow. Can you imagine how gangster that is to say yeah. that you got your arm bitten off and you basically <laughs> had an orgasm. That's yeah. a badge. Ju- hey, good luck pleasing that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Like how do you please her after? Like, what? What? Good luck to your her husband or boy future boyfriends. Whatever, you are not gonna ever give her an orgasm like that.
2: No. Well, she's probably never gonna feel anything like that in her entire life. Right. That's like a once in a lifetime thing.
0: Not twice. She's got two arms. She could go back. I mean, it's (laughs) possible, right? Could you imagine the creep? She would be if she like. I just have to have it so bad one more time and just dangles it in front of some shark or something, like one of those cages, like shark cages. and Just puts her arm out there. I have to have it so bad. That was such. I have. Well, you know what I mean? That would be that the would be ultimate crazy. lover, the great white shark. <laughs> Doesn't even have to penetrate you. Just. I don't know takes though. Takes a limb.
2: I bet when she said orgasmic, I bet she didn't like mean it as no, an actual I'm sexual No, I'm sure it thing. wasn't.
0: No, but probably like that same kind of euphoria of like, oh
2: yeah. Yeah, probably, like, different, but, like, maybe even better, you know?
0: I don't know. I'm just going off with her words.
2: Yeah, I feel like it would probably be better just because you can have orgasms, you know, your whole life. That only happens, like, once, Mm -hmm. you know? Very few people experience that. Yeah, she can
0: have it. I don't need an orgasm that bad. Not like that. I'm sure it was wonderful, lady. (laughs) I'm sure it was the best that you've ever had. I just, I don't need to have that kind of
2: it's so temporary, too, it probably wouldn't be worth it like to have a new death experience Mm-mm. just to feel crazy for you know five minutes or whatever. Yeah, they've got drugs for that, right? I don't think they had a drug for that. Yeah, they could. That makes you feel that way? I don't know. That amount of adrenaline? People say crack's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. They say that, but like... They say it's a pretty good high, or
0: the heroin high is supposed to be a pretty good one, but...
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's got to be for people to sell all their shit for it, right? But I guess. I, I don't, don't know, though. I mean, I've never done heroin, but I've done like some opiates before. I've had painkillers. You know, oh, sure. I just feel like, and but I've also had crazy adrenaline rushes, and I couldn't imagine.
0: They're completely different, aren't yeah, they?
2: Yeah, I feel like if I would take double the amount of painkillers, I'd just be really sleepy. But if I'd had double that amount of adrenaline, it's tough for me to even really fathom what that would be. You'd
0: conquer the world. Yeah. If we could bottle that stuff up.
2: Yeah. Imagine if again. They had I a pill guess that's crack,
0: that. right? Is that just crack?
2: I bet it's better than crack. Double, yeah, probably Crack just gets you close to it I feel like crack just feels good But it's mostly just that it's I think it's more with drugs like that It's mostly that you just feel terrible without it You know It's not yeah. that it makes you feel that good It's just that at a certain point If you don't have it, you feel like dog shit
0: Hmm, I don't know I just happen to have some hair So let's go ahead and uh, turn this <laughs> off And get some crack
2: going But it's like that. Have you ever heard of that uh, rat park experiment? Yeah yeah, that's really interesting Like how mm-hmm. they they Yeah, they Just altered their environment mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for a lot of people That are hooked on drugs Is they just have a They're in the wrong environment Yeah, they, they got get... a shitty life, you know No for one sure. starts smoking crack if everything's going well Right? I mean, it's rare Yeah,
0: I don't know It depends I think there's a lot of people They just fall into it Because they want to experiment Maybe
2: things are going good Yeah Maybe not great I don't know well that happens I think When you get like The small town Where everyone's doing meth You know Fucking 80% of the people You know are doing meth Then you're probably Gonna do meth Probably gonna at least try it Ugh. Maybe you'll get hooked Maybe you won't
0: Meth that's a gross one too Do they have that uh, Do the bangos God what, what are they called The mm-hmm. Australian rednecks Oh I'm sure they do We're, meth They got to right Probably That's probably the big White person Poor person Worldwide Is probably
2: Cause you can make it In a bathtub Yeah you know, yeah, They're probably. In, yeah,
0: you that or gin, bathtub gin.
2: Ugh, that that shit like that's the stuff that'll make you go blind.
0: Yep. I don't know those those moonshiners. They got that shit down. Those crazy ass rednecks. That, yeah. They can't read or write, but boy, <laughs> can they make some mean moonshine, and you can trust it.
2: They've been doing it for generations. Yeah, man.
0: they got that down. You ever had some like good Missouri? I've had. You've uh, Gotta say Missouri. Some Missouri moonshine.
2: <laughs> I have a friend um, that lives in Arkansas and she's brought some up before. Ozark's the Ozark moonshine. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's, pretty good. uh, It is good. And what's crazy is that it tastes good.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have like the, I'm sure you've had the
2: apple pie. Yep. It's so like, it's just straight poison. Like, how do they make it taste good? I don't know. Because I've had Everclear too and that tastes like gasoline. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. And it'll, it won't get you, it'll get you almost as drunk, but still like they make moonshine. Moonshine is so good.
0: It is good. I don't know how they do it.
2: I don't either Probably We probably don't want to know really You know
0: Yeah Rednecks if you're out there Hit me up on Instagram And (laughs) send me some free moonshine Please
2: Would you have a moonshiner on?
0: I would have a moonshiner on I would love to have a moonshiner on See but that's You know I should get one on I'm gonna find me a moonshiner
2: Putting that out there Good idea I'm always looking for guest ideas Moonshiner would be dope But do you want to have But would they want to have Like Their illegal business broadcasted
0: I will just not have the camera on them Okay. I actually have uh, I've talked to I, I ran into uh, a drug dealer downtown and I brought it up to him. I was like, hey, man, I have a podcast I would love to have. I'd like to be in the side of mind of a drug dealer. Yeah. And I said, I won't have you on camera or anything like that. And he's like, yeah, let me think about it. I might do that. So,
2: huh. You know, I, cool. th- I
0: think it'd be kind of interesting to see what a. I don't know how big of a I don't know. You just see what a Kansas City drug
2: dealer's life would be like. It's, you know I've actually thought about that because I could tell you some crazy stories man and I've thought about that like with my scheme to get on Joe Rogan is mm-hmm. that's like part of it it's like I used to be into some illegal stuff and I could tell you some <laughs> fucking bananas stories right but then also I'm trying to promote myself as an artist so obviously I have to like say my name and like all of that kind of stuff right so I've been wondering about that like leading up to this podcast like Is it worth it to tell these fucking wild stories that would make for a great podcast? But what if I get, like, a good job in a month from now and then someone hears this podcast and is like, oh, I don't really know about all that. Well, then you
0: have a lawsuit on your hands, my brother. You think so? Shit, Yeah, they can't just go back and be like, hey, this guy said this stuff three X amount of months ago. Let's fire him.
2: Yeah, I guess that's
0: true. For what What if if it's before they hire me, though? That's what I'm saying. They they should have done their due diligence then and figure this shit out beforehand. Otherwise, it's already out there and they hired you. Can't fire you now. This was already out there months ago. If they didn't find out then, they weren't worried about it then, they should be worried about it now.
2: Yeah, but I'm looking for a job right now, though. Do you think if someone Googles Kyle Selly, do you think this podcast would come up? Probably. Really? They'd have. To I mean, at to some it.
0: point. I mean, it depends on how deep they... I don't know. I assume they would find it somehow whenever it goes out. I mean...
2: How deep are we into the podcast right now?
0: I don't know. An hour and a half or so. Who knows?
2: They probably wouldn't listen that far in, right?
0: I wouldn't think so. Very few people do. You you wanna probably hear three a, people.
2: You want to hear a crazy story then? Always. I have a lot of crazy stories, but this one is like hands down the craziest story. Really? Yeah. So like back in the day.
0: How old are you right now?
2: I'm 26. Okay. So like I probably, until I started at KCI, until I went to Tasmania, mm-hmm. I used to sell a lot of drugs and just do reckless shit. What kind know? of drugs? mostly pot because back then that was right when, uh, so I won like $1,200 in this art competition. Oh, nice. And that was like the same year that they legalized it in Denver or in, um, Colorado. Colorado. Okay. So I had all this money. So, and I got this plug in Denver. So I basically drive out there buy you know, the same amount of like double the amount of pot, um, that I could get here for the same price and drive it back. And dude, the money that you could make at that time, like now the prices have dropped, but at the time the prices were high and the prices there were so low, it's since balanced out. But for mm-hmm. a, a period of about three or four years, you could make as much money selling pot as you could selling cocaine, you know, if you were willing to drive across the border. It's very sketchy now. I don't recommend it. But for the f- at, when, at first they didn't know what the fuck to do about it. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so I was doing that. I was selling a lot of pot i was hanging out with not good people they did a lot of pills and sold a lot of pills and stuff and so um i would occasionally you know they'd be like hey kyle can i get some weed and they're like oh yeah you know you're short five bucks and they'd be like here's five pills that are all worth like three bucks each and mm-hmm. I'd be like all right whatever <laughs> so and you know i just wasn't careful back then later on i got way more careful after i got into like some trouble and stuff but i was just so just didn't even think about it you know I'm right just, somehow I was just not worried about it, even though I definitely should have been. So I was riding around with all this stuff in my car. Um, I was working at Best Buy at the time and they fired me over some bullshit. Uh, so I went up to it and I worked in Car Audio at the time. and We got like 75% off of Kicker Car Audio. Oh wow, Yeah. dang. So I went up, the day after I got fired, I went up to a different um, Best Buy that I didn't used to work at and I ordered all this stuff online, right? Mm-hmm. As I was leaving, I realized I needed an SD card for, I was taking like a photography class or something at the time. So I take that SD card and I just decide I'm going to steal it, right? Because I was like, fuck Best (laughs) Buy. It was like, you know, eight bucks. I could afford it, but I was like, fuck Best Buy. Right, right. So I just take it, right? Go over, look at the guitars. All of a sudden I see like the employees and stuff. I'm like looking around me and I'm like. Okay this something's up like they know You know because they were like kind of like watching me And like talking on their walkie talkie and like walking away And like coming close and, then, and I was just like This isn't normal So I go to leave they're like lined up at the door It's like a barricade <laughs> So it was so awkward because I just go by Just regular store employees Yeah just the employees were like lined up at the door And I was like oh this is awkward So I just kind of walked by them They call the cops. I run over to Walmart across the street. I'm like running around through Walmart. I see a cop. I'm like running over (laughs) there. I see another cop. And then I see like the security guy from Best Buy coming this way. And like two cops coming this way. And so I like run outside of the home and garden area. And there's another cop car there. And I was like, all right, I'm fucked. So I get busted over an SD card. It's theft, man. It's petty theft. Eight dollars. It was in an
0: SD card, maybe 20 bucks. It was in
2: Overland Park yeah so Jeez. they take that shit see they got they got nothing else to do in overland park uh-huh. they are probably excited you know right like oh someone broke the law and it's not a traffic violation uh-huh. so anyway they take me to like they have like a holding room straight up in best buy <laughs> and so they take me there you know they're like you stole this and it's like yeah i'm sorry you know it's pretty much all over it's just petty theft it's not really that big of a deal right then they say can we search your car and I was like, oh, I'd rather you not. You know, I got some shit to do. I don't really want you to search my car. And they're like, okay. So one of them goes out there because he was like, we need to get the VIN number from your car. And I'm like, okay. So he goes out there, and I hear on the other guy's radio, he's like, I see a grinder. I'm going to search the car. And I was like, you can't do that. That's illegal. And it, and it was. But um, they they just did it. And, dude, they found, like, seven or eight different pills. It was, like, a felony each. They found A big thing, like, that used to hold, like, it had, like, three ounces of weed in it, but it only had, like, a little bit at the bottom. Mm -hmm. They found, like, three grand in cash. They found a pipe that had been used, and then they didn't find, I hope they're listening to this podcast, (laughs) because they didn't find, I had a big thing, a Kool-Aid. The top was filled with Kool-Aid, but the bottom was hollowed out, like, you could unscrew it. And I had, like, a bunch of acid and then a scale in there that had, like, residue all over it. Oh, shit! They didn't find <laughs> that shit, though. So they come back in. They have all this paraphernalia on me and, like, all this stuff. And so I did really good on my feet. I lied. And I told them, like, the money was from, like, um, I told them I had, like, won an art competition and just got my tax return back. And they were like, well, you just, were you selling weed at CC I'm like, no, 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 I don't sell weed. My friend just gave me, like, this... Big thing when I was totally, like, just selling weed at JCCC, and um, I told him, yeah, I told him the pills, I think, yeah, I told him, I told him that I got it uh, from, I just made this up on the spot. I I wouldn't have
0: told him shit. I'd be like, you can talk to my lawyer. Well,
2: (laughs) this was the thing, was they were, like, trying really hard to get me to snitch, and I was like, no, I'm not going to snitch. Were these the cops? These were the cops. They were, like, really trying to get me to snitch on the pills. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I decided that I really didn't want to go to jail because they were saying they were going to let me go. So and this was a, a terrible idea I found out later. Mm-hmm. But I snitched, but I gave them all fake information. Mm-hmm. So I just like started making stuff up. I told them I got it like at this tattoo parlor from like this guy and this guy or like made up names. Like it was all bullshit. And so they're like, okay, like they believed me, and they let me go with this giant ticket. So a couple of days later, luckily my mom worked in the lingerie department at a store I won't name and then another lady that she was friends with her husband happened to do um, he he was a lawyer and he specialized in people bringing stuff across borders like state borders or country borders or whatever okay so he met with me he's a nice guy Um, I owe him a lot Um, but he was like you know he was confident he was like you're not gonna go down for anything that they found that'll all get thrown out because the grinder was an all-black grinder and he was like if there would have been a pot leaf on it or something and the pipe that they found was inside of a box mm-hmm. so like they couldn't see the pipe they couldn't see anything that actually would give them a reason to right. uh, to search my car right right so i was like okay cool that's good news and he was like yeah except for you lied to them and that's a felony And i was like oh that's not good Lied to them about what I gave them a bunch of fake information so that okay. they would let me go, because they thought that I that I snitched, mm-hmm. but I just made up a story, right? Right? And so he was like, they're gonna, he's like, they're gonna be talking to you in the next like two or three days, and they're only gonna have to talk to you one more time to find out that you lied about all that shit. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, so what you got to do? What he recommended is that I go to rehab, because he was like, well, you're smoking a lot of pot right now. Anyway, they found all these drugs in your car, like it's not a stretch to say that you have a drug problem. So he was like, I know you don't have a drug problem, Mm -hmm. but you're gonna tell the court system that you have a drug problem. And if you stay anywhere around here, they can still come question you. So he was like, you gotta go, he was like, there's this place in Florida. So we found this place in Florida that worked with our insurance that like, it was normally like $500 a day, but with our insurance, it was like $50 a day. Oh wow. It was like crazy cheap, right? which we should have been suspicious of, but <laughs> I just I just went because I didn't want to go to jail. Because okay. you know? um, he was like, you know, you're going to go there for two to three weeks. I'm going to sort things out here. They won't be able to talk to you while you're there. By the time that you get back, it'll be two or three days. Then you'll have the trial. You'll be able, you know, they won't know that you're back necessarily. They won't be able to bother you you have the trial once all that gets thrown out it won't matter that you lied they won't be able to question you about it anymore because they won't have anything to hang over your head because the only thing you're going to get charged for is petty theft Mm -hmm. and you can just plead guilty to that and then they can't leverage you with anything oh yeah so i was like all right cool that works that's good so i get there um i'll just start like from the beginning so i get there Florida. Yeah, I get to Florida.
0: Step off the plane. Uh huh. Who's so. someone picking you up with a little sign with your name on there? huh. Fireworks guy. Right? Nah, <laughs> I wasn't doing that yet at the time. Okay.
2: I was just fucking around in community college. Um, but uh, so this is like the funny. I could tell you a bunch of stories from everything that happened in rehab, but the funniest one is when I first get there and I first sit down. Um, I sit down with a dude from New York, who's like a six-year-old black guy that sells heroin. And there was a crackhead stripper and another dude that did like stocks and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Like this rich white dude that used to like sell a lot of drugs, but now he just did a lot of drugs and did stocks. So, but he was like a four-time felon. Anyway, so this dude, the four-time felon stock dude, he was like, hey, have you been to uh, see the doctor yet? And I was like, nah, man, I like just got here. And the guy that brought me over here had like to go do something. So I'm just sitting here playing spades with you guys now. Mm -hmm. He was like. They were like, let me see your phone. And so I was <laughs> like, all right, stay where I can see you. <laughs> let him use my phone. And he was like, all right, look, man. He was like, when you go see the doctor, he was like, what drugs are you on? And I was like, I just smoke pot, man. Like, I'm, I haven't really, I haven't taken any, like, drug drugs, you know, anytime recent. And he was like, all right, well, when you go see the doctor, you tell him that you have were taking, like, this many Xanax and this many Oxycontins and that you just quit, like, two days ago or maybe it was three whatever. He's like, you tell him all this stuff and he's going to give you these drugs. And he was like, I'll give you $10 a pill for these drugs. And I was like, well, that's, that's a lot of money. Like, cause the dude was loaded and he was like, you'll get, you know, one of each of these pills three times a day for like a week. I'll give you 10 bucks pop. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. So I went and I go and I tell the doctor all, everything he told me to say, the doctor prescribes me all this shit. And so then I go to take the drugs the next day to bring it to him. And I remember it was, like, this Jamaican nurse. She was like, no, 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 no. She was like, you have to take them right here in front of me. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want them right now. And, like, those drugs, basically, it, like, it's Suboxone, which means that if you're on opioids, it'll instantly make you go into, um, what's it called? Uh, Cardiac arrest. No, where you, like, uh Uh, Detox It will detox you Instantly from the drugs Okay So you'll feel terrible But If you're not And same with There's one that was like A a benzodiazepine Anti one Mm -hmm. But since I didn't have Any of that shit in my system It just made me super high So I had to take these. And for real, man, the highest that I've ever been in my life was when I was in rehab. Really? Because they made me take these strong-ass drugs three times a day. Dang. And I couldn't sell them. I was just taking them. (laughs) And I was just sitting outside in the sun, just (laughs) chain-smoking cigarettes, like, high as fuck, playing spades a little bit. Like, it was just, like, three days of that. Like, I barely remember. I just remember I was, like, high as hell. For all of it. Nice. I wasn't hungry. I didn't like eat anything. I just smoked cigarettes really? and laid in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> which is a pretty funny story. Um so anyway, that happens, and then I get moved to like out of there. It's like a detox house, which like I didn't really have to detox. I was just getting high the whole time. You know? Right. <laughs> so they moved me out of there, and I was like, Hey, I'm supposed to go back like next week. And they're like, Well, you can't go back till we clear you. And I was like, well, can I just leave? And they're like, yeah, but then your insurance isn't going to cover anything. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're going to owe us like $4,000 if you leave right now. And so basically what that place was was a scam that there was like everyone there had like the same two or three different insurance companies. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is insurance would repeatedly pay for like two months worth of you being there. So everyone that went there would stay there for two months until insurance was up and then they would let you go because if you tried to leave before those two months they would say well you're not ready yet we're not going to sign off on you leaving and then insurance wouldn't pay wow so basically everyone that went in there stayed for two months so i had to be in rehab for two fucking months
0: holy cow it was
2: an experience. Dude. Dang. Yeah. And was... you just
0: thought you were going for a couple of weeks, yep. two or three weeks.
2: Yep. And I ended up being in Florida for two months with a bunch of druggies.
0: Was it nice? Was it like the facility cool? like, Or was it like, what was the facility like? Did
2: it, you have freedom? It was kind of nice. But I had no freedom. I went to the beach like twice because of like good behavior. Uh huh. People were like, I saw a couple people like smoking crack like we stayed in like essentially like a halfway house but it was monitored and you couldn't leave and um people were doing like a lot of like robitussin and stuff like that (laughs) we'd we'd go to the store and robo kids yeah they'd steal shit they did a lot of triple c's they'd like steal those one of them got caught and uh so it was just like crazy people for two months there was some more i made some friends right All of them were, like, older than me. They were all, like, mid-30s.
0: Was it all dudes? Oh, wait, no, you said it was a crackhead chick. So it was, like, a mixed...
2: It was both, yeah. Well, one side was... So, like, the place where we stayed, there was, like, a, a little swimming pool in the middle, and there was, like, some seating, and then there was, like, a, like, small apartment building on one side and one on the other side, and it was all fenced in. Okay. With, like, a lock on the fence, and one side was boys and one side was girls. So you lived in, like, an apartment building with, like, three other people.
0: And you just had to stay on the grounds, the apartment grounds the whole time?
2: Yeah, they'd let you leave. Like we would go we went to like three AA meetings a day. I've been to so many AA meetings. And we would go to one at like seven AM and then we'd go to one. That sounds awful. Dude, it was it was not brutal. It was not fun. It was the closest I've ever been to jail. It wasn't It it, it wasn't as bad as jail, you know. Like we were in Florida, you know, we got to they took us to Dunkin' Donuts sometimes and but
0: how was the food?
2: Eh, yeah, it wasn't terrible, but it was okay. Okay. You know, it wasn't... It definitely wasn't, like... It was edible, but it wasn't... I wouldn't call it good. Right. The garlic bread was good, actually. It was pretty good. So but, that
0: changed... Uh, change, did that do good for you, the whole... At least getting out and... I mean, you didn't have to...
2: Not really, man. It's kind of like one of those things Just where a waste. They say, like... Uh, like you sell weed and then you go to jail and then you graduate to cocaine, right? You know, it was kind of like that. It was more just like I learned a lot about drugs, and it kind of just made me want to try more drugs. People oh, really? Were telling me how awesome all these other right. drugs were.
0: Drugs are awesome, right? Drugs
2: are fun. People love drugs. You can overdo it for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It was a uh, it was an eye opening experience. I would say, yeah, it probably was good for me, you know, because before that I was like teetering on like. Drug addiction Like I wasn't I was just I was just popping pills Because my friends Were popping pills And probably most of them Are all addicted to drugs Now at this point You know yeah. So like I think it was good That I got educated on it Because after that I didn't do it as flippantly You nice. kind of well, That's I was,
0: cool I mean at least Took something good from it
2: Yeah Yeah But it cost a lot of money And it was uh,
0: Better than a felony charge
2: Yeah I, All I had to do was uh, House arrest for two months Because of the, the theft
0: At least you're at home Mm-hmm
2: which even then I kind of cheated on that because I didn't, yeah. have, I didn't have the ankle bracelet. I had a thing that I had to blow into that took my alcohol volume. Okay. Uh, and then I had um, it had a camera on it to prove that it was me blowing into it. <laughs> and I would get a text on my phone, but I had like 15 minutes before they would call me and like make me do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I could go like... Wherever you wanted, 15 minutes. Yeah. I just had to watch my phone and make sure that if I did get a text, I had to be home in 15 minutes. So... Yeah It wasn't that bad And overall I would say like I mean I got a crazy story out of it You know Heck yeah I would say overall I don't regret it
0: What's the pot scene like in Australia? You know I
2: didn't smoke a ton of pot in Australia um, I mean
0: is that something you would worry about?
2: I mean Oh they're going way more over- strict about it Yeah yeah So like if you became an Australian
0: Would you give up smoking pot Or would you Oh
2: no you can still smoke pot Like they're just I mean you just gotta do it in your home You know you don't wanna walk around smoking pot And you probably don't wanna sell pot
0: That's what I'm saying Like how hard is it to get Is it hard I mean It's I not that much different Really? In
2: nah Do they
0: grow it out there And all over the place? Like where do they get their pot from? The no, Outback? No I don't
2: know There was only like That couple I was telling you about That was in art school And music school uh-huh. They were the only people I really smoked pot with there I think I don't know where they got it from. Huh. But I know they're way more strict about drugs out there. Right. Yeah. And I met a few people from uh, Malaysia. That's the craziest one. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do
0: anything there. Nope. You don't even want to spit on the ground there.
2: If you sell drugs there, you... They'll kill they'll you. They'll put you to death. Yeah. They're right. like They'll cane you, I think, for uh, chewing gum. Yeah. I if think you it's, spit your
0: gum out or something, they'll yeah. cane your ass.
2: I think chewing gum is illegal, and if they catch you like spitting it on something, like a park bench, you put it under the bottom or something, nah. they'll cane you. It's crazy.
0: America, baby. At least we don't have that going on.
2: Yeah. That's true. We got
0: our own issues, but at least we're not caning people for gum.
2: I know. People complain so much about America and it does have its problems, but if you look at us compared to the rest of the world, like things have never really been better. No,
0: know? we've got it fine. We're great here. People make a yeah. lot of there's a lot of outrage culture right now where people people get pissed off because we have it so easy. So they got to get pissed off at random shit that doesn't really warrant getting pissed off about.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. It is like, yeah, an outrage culture of, like it's almost like people want to be upset. they you know? got
0: nothing else to do. Yeah. You can go to the store and get frozen meat that you didn't earn.
2: Right. Yeah. You know,
0: you're not working blood, sweat, and tears to hunt some animal down, protein down, and then that is slaughter probably. it, got it, and drag it home to family and cook it up right then and there, and then do it again right. three days later.
2: Yeah, people have it like so easy that it's
0: spoiled bitches. They couldn't handle <laughs> them supplying their own
2: food for themselves. I wonder if it's because like we want like we're just evolutionarily like there's a certain amount of conflict that we're supposed to have in oh, our for lives. Sure. Oh yeah. When we don't have any of that conflict, we look for it like in other places, you know. Mhm. Maybe that's part of why people like to get so upset about <clears throat> stuff. That and
0: people are on pills.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People are on those those SSRIs and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff, you know, I say that, like, I hate to sound like I don't have sympathy for people um, that have, like, those mental issues. But I just hate when people act like they're helpless to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that pills probably help you. They probably. can help some people. Some yeah. pills can help some people, for yeah, sure. But They I, can
0: exacerbate other problems, too, though.
2: Yeah, but, like, then these same people would just be terrible diet you know they don't exercise oh, yeah. and like they're you know they don't look for like a hobby or something to, that they can find that makes them happy besides just like oh, watching yeah. netflix you know and it's like all of those things matter way more than a so giant
0: equation right it's not yeah. just one thing you have to add a whole bunch of things
2: they want an easy fix sometimes i think people do you know most they, people
0: do they don't want to like people are lazy when it boils down to it yeah you know they're soft
2: yeah trying to right now Trying to change your lifestyle to, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's hard.
0: It's very hard. It's very difficult. Then it involves change, and we all know people don't like change. Yeah. People don't like change.
2: I feel like the SSRIs are equivalent to, well, maybe they're not, maybe they're a little bit better than like those diet commercials that you see where it's like, just take a pill and you oh, won't yeah. be fat anymore. Like, yeah. Just take a pill and you won't be sad anymore. Like, yeah. Nothing's that simple, right? No, not long term. Just like if you have, like, you know, a heart condition. It's not like you just take a pill and you don't have a. You still need to exercise, and you still there's still mm-hmm. a million other things that will help your heart condition besides that pill.
0: Diet. Know? Yeah. Diet and exercise. I mean, when it boils down to it, isn't that everything? What you put in your body and what mm-hmm. you do to your body. I mean, you get one body, treat it, treat it good. You're not getting another one. Yeah. And that's I mean, I look at that all the time, these people. I mean, it's, I mean, it's easy to judge because... It's right in front of you, but it's just, I don't know why you would want to go through life looking the way, not, not necessarily looking, but just being as unhealthy as some people are. It's, it's an just, addiction. It just seems so just difficult to go through life, trying to go up and down stairs when you're carrying an extra hundred pounds of fat on you. Just
2: yeah. Well, it's like a cycle, right? You know, like, I mean, no. you're super fat, you're depressed about it. So you eat like shit, you know? I mean, and there's
0: a million reasons. Yeah. And i I don't know. It's it's difficult for everybody. I'm not I guess I I'm not going to judge. It just sucks. It yeah. just sucks for you if you're if you're really out of shape and carrying a lot of extra weight. I feel bad for you cuz it sucks. It sucks doing extra work like that when
2: and it's genetics too, you know, like it's almost unfair it for me to even be saying some of this cuz I don't eat I I don't eat bad, but I don't eat great. I don't exercise a ton, you know. I have a physical job sometimes, but it's like For other people, you know, they could be doing the same amount of work that I'm doing and they're fat and depressed. And in order for them to get to where I'm at, just naturally, they got to, you know, do a whole bunch of extra work, which fucking sucks. You know, like it's hard. Yeah,
0: Extra work's hard. Sucks, but you got to do it. Some people, everyone needs to do extra work. Yeah. Everybody can do you no matter what avenue of life or what that work, what work means to you. Everybody can always do more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A lot lot
0: of wasted time out there.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think that people act like it's so hard and it is. But what's helped me get well, one, like art school, people talk shit like art school is really easy and it is easier because you're making art. You're not studying for tests as Mm -hmm. much, you know, you still are some, but it requires just hours, man. It requires a lot of hours, a lot more time. Yeah. I think that, you know, you can prepare for a test in six hours. You can't make, you finish your big art piece in six hours. You know, it takes a long time. But uh, I realized that through that and then also like my professors uh, when I was doing it, I was like, man, art school is so tough. I can't wait to get out of school. And then I noticed that they are working that hard like all the time and they're not stressed. And it's I think it's something that like you just got to set a standard for yourself and you kind of just acclimate to that, you Mm -hmm. know, eventually like at first it's really stressful. But you do it for two, three, four years and then you're just really high functioning and it's not so stressful anymore. Yeah, you just used to it. Heck yeah. Same thing if you get really lazy though. Right. You just get used to it.
0: Well, people stop being lazy. Kyle, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, man. This was awesome. Dude, this was awesome. Cool, man. Sh- cool story for sure. Yeah. Oh, and, thanks. And uh, I, I tell people how they can check your stuff out again because you guys, uh, this is really shit. You have to look at. You have to witness this art because it's absolutely insane. And, uh, so yeah, take this time here to say what you want. This is, this is your time, baby.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, I guess the easiest way is if you go to Kyle k y l e s e l l e y. K Y L E S E L L E Y.com. That has links to Instagram, Facebook, um, everything on there. If you go to, uh, the performance, like we were watching earlier, it shows different processes and, um, yeah, just explore. It's got all my old shit on there too. A lot of sculptures and, um, but mainly firework art You can read about me My artist statement uh, Everything you need to know Is right there Hell yeah I need to get you some artwork For these walls in here man I'll take it Yeah Hell yeah Alright I'll work on something
0: Yeah that'd be awesome man yeah, uh, Cool Kyle man this was awesome Get a fist bump Fist bump for sure Thank you sir Big uh, fan of the podcast man Yeah Honored to be on Dude thank you so much For saying that And uh, thank you everybody For listening Watching however you consume this We're out of here Deuces
2: Alright Thank you.